Our final question for today is 350. Why is the Christian family called the domestic church? The Christian family is called the domestic church because a family manifests and lives out the communal and familial nature of the church as a family of God. Each family member, in accord with their own role, exercises the baptismal priesthood and contributes toward making the family a community of grace and of prayer, a school of human and Christian virtue, and the place where the faith is first proclaimed to children. My reflection today will cover questions 348 through 350. If two persons enter into the marital covenant with full consent and full knowledge of their marriage obligations, that marriage is indissoluble until death of one of them, even if the couple get a civil divorce, in the eyes of the church, they are still married. So it's in impossible cases, like in a very abusive situation, the couple is permitted to live separately but they cannot contract a new marriage. And if they do remarry, they cannot participate in the sacraments of the church until the time their situation is amended. One example would be if the person and their new partner agreed to live a life, a chaste life, even though they're living in the same house, they live a life of chastity and celibacy, then they are offered the sacrament of penance and reconciliation and the persons are allowed to participate in uh, Holy Communion and other sacraments. Many blessings are in store for those who once realize what their situation is and who are able to make the sacrifice in order to gain access, regain access to the sacraments and to be in full communion with God and with His Church. They will receive tremendous blessings in heaven. In many cases, even though the church makes every effort to catechize the engaged couples before they are married, they enter into the covenant without full knowledge of their obligations and full knowledge on the properties of the marriage covenant. In these instances, when there is a canonical review the church makes a judgment as to whether the marriage was valid in the first place and if it was not, then they give an annulment after the couple have gone through a civil divorce. These couples, after the sacrament of penance and reconciliation, they may marry again. And in my observation, many divorced people fall into this category uh, but they have not approached the church to get an annulment because of either a lack of confidence or a lack of knowledge on the annulment process. And the church has been encouraging them to approach the, uh, their local parish priest to discuss their particular situation so they can make amends when possible and be in full communion with the church and be able to frequent the sacraments again. Now regarding the topic on the church, uh, the family being the domestic church, the family, every baptized member in the family has the 
share in the priesthood of Christ and we are all um, called to serve one another so husband and wife serve each other and their children and the children are called to serve their parents and the parents serve the children and the family is a domestic church and I'd like to read from my book continue to read from that chapter on matrimony in um, my book heaviness in my heart the family is a domestic church where children learn about God and I'd like to add here that parents also learn from the children sometimes and form their relationships with God parents are the primary educators of children and through their lives and example they lead and guide their children into ever deepening love for God and desire to grow closer to God by leading holy lives. Married couples who are unable to have their own children can still become parents either by legal adoption or by spiritually adopting children in their faith community whom they can serve as godparents, religious educators, or even just through their prayer support. In summary, the main aspect of the vocation to marriage is to culminate in physical and spiritual fatherhood and motherhood. This sacrament is truly about serving the other, that is, serving the spouse and children, and of course the faith community as well, as a family. Those blessed by this sacrament have a grave responsibility because they are co-creators with God. They carry out this responsibility reverently and diligently through prayerful discernment of the holy will of God every step of the journey and companionship that they share. Jesus said this about marriage in the Gospels. For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh so they are no longer two but one flesh what therefore god has joined together let not man put asunder the disciples said to him if such is the case of a man with his wife it is not expedient to marry jesus knew that this was a hard teaching so he instituted the sacrament of matrimony to provide the supernatural grace needed for couples to live out their promises and commitment until death sacraments provide unmerited and undeserving supernatural graces to us so we can live heroic lives of virtue that would otherwise not be humanly possible. Sacraments are free gifts from God to aid us in our earthly pilgrimage and journey to our heavenly mansion that God has prepared for us. We live in faith and hope for the joy of eternity as we receive a full taste of heaven here on earth through the sacraments of the Catholic Church. With this, we conclude our questions on the sacraments and we will move on to the sacramentals and Christian funeral to wrap up our part two of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Thank you for listening, everyone, and have a blessed day.